Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz, and we got you. Sean. Hey, guys. The last two episodes, I think, actually, it was really AI-heavy. And actually, this episode is even more AI-heavy because we talked about Midjourney and we talked about how an artist in Colorado won an art competition and basically won the whole thing. And he openly said, hey, I use this tool. And they did not know what it is. And so he just won. And we're just like, oh, you can try Midjourney for free. And we kind of got like curious about it. So we took it up to our us to experiment a little bit and yeah today we will talk about how to be a good AI composer how you can use Midjourney what um, tricks and tips we have and basically just go over it and see what creative ideas we had and yeah taking a closer look at Midjourney yeah yeah looking at Midjourney you know um, yeah so the so the artist named Jason Allen in in Colorado it's it's kind of crazy he he won this competition. He he. I mean, he had to do I think something like three hundred, four hundred revisions of this art too, which is interesting. So we're going to talk about that kind of aspect to do today as well. It's not only being generated, but it's improving and improving and improving and improving an idea. And like, where do you stop? Right? When is it perfect? So it's um. So yeah, really interested because he. It's not like he just popped out one piece of art. Uh, he's like first thing through something. He actually crafted it through this. He actually used this as a tool, which is yeah. interesting. I think. The whole concept in general um, is basically like you describe something and the better you describe it, the more you can improve it. And then you get like a finished result that is made by a program that basically sources a ton of images and combines everything. And obviously everything kind of matches. And sometimes there's like some imperfections or it doesn't really work out, but then you just hit the redo. And yeah, that's basically what um, that AI program kind of is. Um, yeah, I, I kind of want to throw on the screen now the image so that we know who won and why they won because, like, I really enjoyed the, the art piece. And, yeah, I will share in a second. Dum, 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 dum. There we go. There you see it. It got the first place Fine Arts Colorado State Fair. And, yeah, 750 bucks for that art piece. I think that is a good price. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, you know, it's, it's, I, it, you know, and it is, it's, it's, it's a very beautiful piece and, and it's, it's just cool because it's, it makes you like wonder like what, um, like what was his prompts, you know, what was he putting in there for this? Yeah. Oh, that actually brings me on a cool idea. Have you met journey open right now? Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what you do right now. Um, uh, you try to recreate this art piece with a couple commands, and I fill the space. So first attempt, try it. Um, then we can compare um, the winning art piece versus um, Sean's art piece because there's a little bit more to it. Because like in the end, um, what designers are maybe becoming to be is an AI composer, and that basically means you have to describe whatever you have in your head as specifically as possible to get your, uh, basically get on the same wavelength with the program. So whatever you imagine, the program will imagine. And the better you can describe it, um, yeah, the better your result is. Obviously, sometimes there's like little mistakes. And like we already said, you can remake it. Um, also, the first couple images are usually like a little bit low res. And then you can say you like the result that you got and you can upscale it. With this art piece here, um, I have like 
kind of like a couple ideas how to put a finger on it but obviously i'm foreign so my descriptive words were maybe not the right ones um, but sean as a native will probably have like way better chances to get close to it um yeah sean are you kind of ready with your first command or you still uh, need a couple moments one yeah a few more moments here yeah <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I in my head, I don't know where I get it from, but I think this looks like like um, a very advanced Star Wars theme, futuristic. Hey, we're on another planet, and we have a really nice view. So it's like very weird. It's futuristic, but also like very romantic and um, historic. Maybe like I, I don't even know the time frames. So. As an AI composer, it's like really important to know like many names and styles, so you can describe something very specifically. So, yeah, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> I think your uh, attempts are over. Let's let's put uh, it on the screen. All right, all right. <laughs> um, oh, let's you have to you have to unshare for me to share. Yeah, let's share it right now. So, right how now would you doing. describe this image? So, let's let's use the words that you used. Oh, so wrong. wait, no. <laughs> Hold on one second. Sorry, click the wrong one here. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the the words I used for this was Jason Allen AI artwork Chinese, um, circle door orange robes, <laughs> in um the drop of the hat moment. This is what I, but even you can see here that um it created something that was pretty awesome. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my even... attempt. <laughs> I could pull it up again pull it up again because like I think this is a very important um, lesson because like if I would have described it um, it would be obviously different and can, can you zoom in maybe or uh, yeah I mean I could um... yeah open the original and then yeah this already looks really cool so where did you saw the Chinese now I'm kind of curious because I was like seeing some Roman um, I don't know. I felt like I, I got an Asian vibe from this. I think it's the um, I'll put this over here so you can see. So it's it's the um, kind of like the 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 woman in this kind of headdress just seemed Asian. This all seemed very Asian inspired to me. Yeah. For um, me, it's more like um, I, I cannot even describe it. It's like some old rich family in the, you know, like 1500, you know, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. So it's so yeah. So you would have already done something different, even with it. I yeah, guess it I would was, have described it differently a little bit, but it's it's like little things like over here where you have like this kind of Asian looking thing. I don't know. I don't know. I was uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but basically, what it comes down to is like how well can you describe something, and how well does it match your vision? And as you can see, they are quite different. You know, like mm. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, so I mean, um, you know, so we, we, we did some tests kind of off camera. I, I definitely have things to show, which we kind of thought of some interesting prompts and then the idea yeah, of how you, you revise them. Yeah, and I, but I think it's like really interesting, right? Because so, so I guess the, I'll just go ahead and say what they were. So, so one of them was um, just the meaning of life, which I think is interesting, right? Like if each of us had to create an art piece that like was the meaning of life, um oh, like what the heck deep. would you do <laughs> what would you even do like i don't know like if someone said to me like you have to come up with the design that's the meaning of life so like so it's interesting because i had to be very creative to even come up with the prompt like the, there was creativity of like how what do i tell it because if i just tell it the meaning of life it kind of just spits out like 
very abstract things that were like, meh. So it was like, how do I push that then to the next step? And then the next prompt was um, your, your cuttlefish, which you have a story behind, but uh, just giving it like a wacky prompt and just like seeing what it can give you, um, yeah. which is really weird. It'll be interesting because like I did a weird prompt for it and it was yeah. interesting because it kind of cornered me in a weird place too. And then the so, third one. Oh, go ahead. You want yeah, to go? So, so um, we will get back to that also. But I think it's like really important to um, describe the prompts because as an AI composer, and especially in the beginning, the thing that you're gonna do is like you come up with a simple sentence. You know, like uh, uh, T Rex fights and octopus, for example. I saw that in the prompts, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And somebody messed with that idea and. Uh, modified it and upscaled it to like a degree where it looked like photorealistic and it was really crazy but there's also people who are like more advanced and they're basically like let's describe that a little bit better and they're using like words like um, the shallow depth of fields the art style the time frame specific poses so you can mm -hmm. actually more than like one short sentence but you can write a whole book if you want to, and the program will use that. Yeah. yeah. So, so how well did you use your prompts in the beginning, and what did you learn? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, and I think that's, yeah, and that's kind of what I was going to get to even with the third kind of prompt uh, thing that we did have, which was uh, a beautiful woman and an ugly woman. I thought that was really interesting <laughs> where... Did we say an ugly woman? Yeah, well, I did an ugly woman too. Why? Why not? But um, so <laughs> why that not? one. Keep it so even. that one, that one was really cool because I like I I made it purposefully vague, which I think is interesting too. So like you can make it like really long, right? Like you have an exact idea what you want, um, and using terminology, which is really interesting. It 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 really is just about how good are you with terms, right? Um, 4K, you know, do you know what that is? Do you know what an 8K thing is? Do you know what rim lighting is? Do you know what a Gaussian blur is, a motion blur, a radial blur? Do you know your art movements, your neo-Gothic period versus your humanist period? Do you know, like, um, your color ranges, analogous color versus primary colors? Do, so, like, the more that you know those terms and you could just feed those terms in, that's how you could really just craft something super special. Um, so, so, so that was what was really cool to see is that like you could give it something very vague and get an idea of what mid journey thinks something is, but then you could do these kind of long things and just see like you could do, you know, um, the, the poses the rocky... of a body, for example, like if you want, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that with yeah. a guy, he's like, mm -hmm. okay, he was redefining like a, a girl and he very specific, like how dressed whatever but mm -hmm. he really is like this pose and i'm like oh there's a name for this pose even did not even know but apparently there's a name for nearly yeah. anything yeah yeah and it's well no and it's it's really cool i mean and i i when i first started using this i only saw it used for like art really um just paintings drawings illustrations but people are making websites in this people are making sketches in midjourney already um where they're putting in website homepage, splash screen prototype and it is it actually is already doing that it's so it's so that kind of blew my mind too is i've just thought of this as like okay well it's doing some art stuff but There's like pictures and colors but people are actually it. looking up things like that are they're not necessarily that and it's really cool to see um uh scary though i mean it's just kind of it is still scary in this way that how good it is so dang early 
Like, when did Midjourney come out? Do you even know? Do you know which year that? Yeah, Midjourney is actually not that good in comparison to Dali. So that is like another thing. But Dali is like so. Midjourney is accessible for the public, so it's very easy to get a hold of. You just go on there, sign up to a Discord server, and just type in your information, and you can use it for free for like I think four or eight pictures. I don't even know. And then there's a paid version. I think you did the paid version, or. Sean? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, I, I did, you know, you get, so you do get a free amount. Um, I think it's something like 25, maybe 50. Um, I've already <laughs> gone over that amount, but it's yeah. only, it's, it's a very cheap amount of money per month. I think it's five or 10 bucks a month. Maybe it's $10 a month, um, to get 200. Um, but you know, which, you know, what's interesting is I found a use with this. You know, I'm run, I'm running a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, so now using this for the monsters and things is just like amazing in the world for that matter. So like, have something that's like popping out all this cool <laughs> art that I need is amazing. So it was worth. And it, it goes for me. so fast too. Or like, let's say you put it in a command, it probably takes like sixty seconds, and it will pop out something. And to upscale it, obviously that takes another sixty seconds. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you can upscale once. You can then upscale again. Um, and they're and they're rolling out new features. They so they have this new kind of remastered feature, which means you can get it up to this kind of upscaled version, and then you can remaster that version to be even something new. In, in it's it's crazy. So it's like they're they're constantly improving it. Um, and and yeah, in Midjourney, I just looked, it just came out this year. So yeah. it's it's brand spanking new. And so for this being version one it's like I, it kind of blows my mind. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. But like, like I said, let's let's put a. a can we screen share again? And you have um, uh, Midjourney mm -hmm. open so that people actually see how it looks when you use it for the first time. You know, because like we we obviously said a lot, but um, I think on YouTube it would be kind of cool to see like some examples of other people's art. Yeah, so let's uh, so so I'm in just one of the so, newbie um, rooms right now. Um, so if you kind of look, um, so the so so just so people kind of know too, you do have newcomer rooms, um, which I do suggest going into. I wouldn't go yeah. into any of the other kind of member rooms. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, let's let's stop at one piece and let's see what prompts they use. So like um, low descriptive and one that is more descriptive. That would be a good example, I think. So here we have a nine-story building with curved step terraces. So, so yeah, so you can see that this is what they got from something that's you know pretty. That's a pretty basic one. Um, let's see if we can. Well, but you more. know what is funny too? It actually is not nine stories. Like, go on to it again. Oh yeah, let's count them. Let's see. Yeah, because like what I learned is like um, yeah. they have issues with counting and mathematics. So that is the the one thing. Mm -hmm. And we'll. It will do art and it will use descriptive words, but it's very, very bad with counting. Hmm. That's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Which yeah. is weird. You would think a mathematical thing would be easy for AI. I, I think it kind of goes back to the dreaming too. Like um, when people dream, you know, they have issues with like, oh yeah, imagining like letters and like numbers, you know, because like all you really do is like putting images together in your dreams and they, they melt into a, like a reality. I think that's kind of the same thing there. What is that kind of weird, you know, like there's just run random pictures that are correlating to the images and they get mm -hmm. melted together and logic and numbers don't really fit into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's, um, 
Yeah, it is. It's I don't know. It's it's cool to see what it what does trip it up and what doesn't too. The upscaling I found was always interesting. When it had to add more, it created more problems. Like the eyes would get weird. Um, things would happen on faces that would get weird once you blew it up. So I thought that was weird too. Is that like it it did great at small sizes, but once you like blew it up, you, it, the weirdness would kind of start to happen. Yeah, um, I think that is actually a good example right there, like the wizard and the one below right there. Yeah, I think uh, this one's a good one right here. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go on to the, the specifics um, that he used to make this prompt. As you can see, he yeah. described it very, very well. Yeah, a scientific instrumentation, mechanical engineering, three-dimensional rendering model of a quasar, Baroque, antiquarian, intricate, detailed, exquisite, hyper-realism. And so he now he's what he's using here is those um, this type of formulaic things is the dash dash test the dash dash creative the dash dash up up beta, um, and so a lot of these things I I don't even know what they all stand for but these are like actually even more powerful functions that you can perform on all of these things so so yeah so even what he did here so the up beta I think is just means that he can um, uh, keep upscaling even even more so than usually can. Um, yeah, so if we open this up, we go to the original, it's probably going to be really high resolution. Yeah, so you can kind yeah. of see here, look how high resolution this art is that he's created using this kind of formulas. This is kind of insane. Like when I get in here, you can really even start to see kind of some of the strokes of like almost a paintbrush or something. You can kind of see the, the light hitting the paint on the canvas. So, so so that is like one of the things you can say too. Like you could use that as a descriptor for how your art should be, like paint brush, light, you know, all those descriptors you can use. But one of the things that I find is kind of mind blowing, like if you listen to this on Spotify, hit the like button. Um, all those descriptive words that Sean said a moment ago, after like one or two, your mind is already what? And that, you know, you would not even put a finger on the thing or be even close to the descriptive thing, whatever was descript, uh, described, you know? Like you maybe can imagine two things if it's simple, but if you get really technical, um, I don't even know if the human mind can come up with like, oh, this is what I'm imagining, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's, so it's very interesting, you know? You Yeah, so even here, this is another good one. Um, Pinball Wizard in 1980s arcade. Um, so now here, so so when you see these two, uh, when you see the two colons, what that's saying is in in like this this is like describing what I just asked for. So I asked for this thing, and then you do these the two colons, and then you're describing in more detail what that thing is. So it's it's kind of cool. You can also separate things out so it doesn't get confused at what you're describing. Um, but yeah, so in this case, it's using a Yoji Shinkawa dis, um, style, which if you don't know, you should look uh, Yoji Shinkawa. He's like a really famous um, futurist kind of uh, illustrator. But like by put by knowing who that is and putting that in here, though, it just like immediately defines like what this is going to look like. And it's um, it's really cool. So you see things like 8K stylized here. He's creating an aspect ratio of 16 you, by 9. You know, so, what's really scary, though. Like you have right now that artist, you know, and it's like some of the images are maybe really close to art he would have done, you know, and you could sell it as new art. Nobody would know, you know, if he yeah. ever did it or not. And so this will give access to like fake art, you know what I mean? Like, let's say somebody died and you're like, oh, I got this. Um, he was a well, digital exactly. artist. There's no way to disprove or 
you know what I mean? If it's well thought through, you know, it it will get really scary right now for all the digital artists. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, um, let's uh, let's do a little test here. So, like, uh, Da Vinci. Let's do Da Vinci uh, Eiffel Tower, or no? Let's do Da Vinci White House uh, illustration. Let's say Da Vinci um, Um, like invented uh, the White House. But uh, put in that he draw it by pencil, so it's more believable, and put it on like um, an old um, paper sheet. You know, and I probably don't even need to put this in. Um, I'm probably, sh- I'm sure if I even do that, like, let's just, just for fun, just for fun. We'll, 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 we'll I'll do that next if, if this doesn't work, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to work. So just do this. And this let's is see. actually how it works. It is kind of crazy. So you can see that it's like kind of rendering here. It's very muddy in the beginning and it, it will redefine over time. The more time it spends on it. Dim, 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 and you see dim, how it just dim, kind of dim. comes in in these like layers. It's like defining, like okay, all right. So he does it in this old kind of parchment style. I actually like that because I did that a lot of kid as a kid. You know, when you draw something and you don't know what you really draw, and you 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 scribble a little bit, and then you see something mm-hmm. in a pattern, and then you redefine the pattern. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and even in painting, you you're doing this kind of back paintings. You're like things are kind of out of focus and getting more in focus. So it's cool that that's even happening in this process. This is already like too good if you think about it. You know, like. Yeah. So you see, so you look at this, and it's um, you know, so it it needs some work. It's not quite in the Da Vinci style, I would say, but it's like at least a little hits... deceiving. Yeah. But because yeah. So. Like... Sorry for interrupting. Uh, Oh, you're fine. So, so let's do the one that you were talking about. Where so, so it's Da Vinci. It, so Da Vinci, White House, um, and then we'll do uh, pencil, old style parchment, um, papyrus uh, or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, just old. Well, yeah. That's like uh, one of the things. Like you actually need to be good at spelling and those descriptive words and they have to match you know for me as a foreigner it's really tough i i'm like okay yeah i can maybe do simple things you know but i will not really compete with like sean for example who's like really good with like all the style terms and i think like people who went through school so i think you have now they are really good heads up because you have history you know and you learned about all those things you know yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's cool because it does show that there is an importance in knowing stuff. You still should know stuff. I think a lot of people are so against like college and the idea of linear thinking that like they yeah that picking up a book or going through a course is still needed even in this world. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead. Let's see what what pops up here. So so I added just a couple things: uh, pencil, old style, parchment, Renaissance. So let's see what uh, let's see what it pops up here. Yeah, it's actually. Um, what are, what are your um, use cases for this program? If you would like, just guess. Like, what? How could you use it as like an AI composer, and you want to improve like your um, workflow? I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It, it like the more I think about it, the more that it is usable. Um, like you know, I've already talked about Dungeons and Dragons. So when you just have something, it's like a creative project that you don't have time to really craft out all these little cool components. Um, it was a, it was such a great example of that. Like, so even if you're writing a story, let's say, 
and you want to put an illustration in that story, but you don't want to like, you know, hire an illustrator and you, you don't know how to draw. You're just a guy that writes. Well, now you can do this, right? You could get at least some placeholders. Um, wow. Look how much better this is just with those few things. This looks more like Da Vinci. Yeah. And I'm so, like, oh, you would not even, if you would see that like really high scale upscale, you wouldn't even know if you actually draw that or not. Like, you don't have mm -hmm. the time to background check all the drawings you did. That alone is like, oh my God, what is going on in this future? Right now, now, now there's people that are, are masters of understanding these artists, so so even they could they could pick these things apart and probably find the errors, which would be really interesting. I wish I knew someone that was kind of an art historian master, but um, but yeah, so you know, I think it's sorry, I just lost my train of thought here. But, you know, it's it's the framing and stuff is super important. I think it's like being able to frame a question is now more important than ever. And what's interesting is you do that already, right? We already use Google. We already use a lot of these tools where if you don't know the question to ask, then you're not going to find the answer. And now yeah. the, I think this is this is just like that. If you don't know how to ask the right question, then you don't know how to get the right answer. Um, yeah, I think on that note, too, like... This is again another um, great equalizer. We were talking about it, how like everything is getting more affordable. All the tools are getting like, you know, um, it's not any more limited. You, you can be now an artist basically without being able to have access to materials. As long as you have a good vision and you develop your own style and you combine the right things, mm -hmm. it, it will be really, really, really hard to achieve the same style back in the day you know and now anybody who has a cool idea can come up with it and publish it you know yeah yeah and i mean um yeah and i i definitely know as a designer it's 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 definitely opens up a world to me that i i don't know uh, part of me is like there still needs to be illustrators i still need to like hire people that do these things to help support them but, but work with that you know because like there's no layers in there there's no anything and you still have to work with all the art pieces that were generated so it's I true think still it, a place it still can take a long time i mean um you know uh going through kind of some of the prompts and like trying to get it better and better i did notice like you could still spend like 10 20 30 hours getting an, an actual perfect 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 thing to come out of this so it's so it's weird you could still spend a ton of time doing this and perfecting and perfecting it and having it spit out you know, all these things. What what I was also thinking of too is like, God, I wonder like, you know, right now it's only popping out a grid of four, you know, uh, what happens when I can have it pop out a grid of like 50 possibilities at a time and I can just wow, quickly hundreds. scan and pick them out and select them and then go, go to the next with these. Like, like we're not quite there, but like, yeah, when you can have this batch type of, um, yeah, evolution, it's just, it's just, it blows my mind and it's, and it's good. I mean, it just it just brings up the question, like, what is good and what is bad, right? If it looks great, if it tells a story, if it has a meaning, does that isn't that good still, even if it was made in AI? But it's you know, it's it just sucks that, to be those people that are that have learned to do these things. Like I've you know, if you've spent your whole life being a digital painter and you see this, it definitely I could see how you you feel like wow, this is not really fair in a way. It's just like okay. Um, I've I, so, so there's a couple of things though. Like, um, so the first off, when you go into a museum and you look at an art piece, you know, the thing that everybody tells you, uh, everybody tells you to do is like stand in front of it, observe it. And what does it make you feel? What do you think? You know, you mm -hmm. still can do that with that and you still get feelings and emotions. 
You know, obviously they were maybe not planned by the AI and they just like randomly happen, you know, but the person who's writing those commands, they maybe planned it, you know. So let's say the artist who spent all his lifetime creating a specific art piece, he maybe has like, hey, I want to have the viewer to feel this, you know. If he would mm -hmm. use this tool, obviously he would get like maybe even better results, you know, than with his art. And if he would just lean more into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, well, and I think that's the thing, too. I think you bring up kind of a good point there where it's um, you can use this as a tool for inspiration, too. I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be the final art, right? You can just use it as like a proof of concept of what something could look like. Uh, you know, even like I, like I said earlier, people are using this for like logo concepts, things like that. And I know that's one world that I live in that, that can be really hard to come up with legitimate concepts. So, so even that just to have another thing, like just another thing in your disposal, right? Like I, I have lots of things that I get inspiration from, but yeah, uh, this could be a good tool for that too. I, I think we should go back to our prompts that we were using, you know, and, um, talking about the, so I was trying to use this um, for my own, you know, uh, I had like a program going on, what I wanted to do. And I just have to look if it's still there because like I was like using it to create my lens holder, like just doing some research, you know, how would it um, do my lens holder? Uh, but it seems where's my downloads is it gone oh no don't be gone don't be gone what happened uh, i lost the my example i made well, I, I made a lens holder i don't know are they saved they they are in your discord oh, in your so profile so i have so to go you, back to mid journey can you, you send want me, me the link? show mine in the meantime or yeah <laughs> so go to midjourney.com and then sign in and then that'll bring you to where you need to go but yeah so uh so we did some other prompts so so i i want to show one here where it's um where it's like uh the the meaning of life so i want to show this one so okay yeah so so what's cool about this is I, so I, I wanted to, so, so when I use this, the prompts, let me pull those up too. So I can just say, I, I wanted, it was, like I said, I didn't want to have something that was super abstract and, and didn't make any sense. So, so my prompt for this was to, uh, to create a master humanist oil painting of a floating non-binary person surrounded by a mosaic of life experiences and dreams among clouds. So I like created this really cool kind of creative prompt, right? I was, so, so I have things like mosaic in there of life experiences, dreams among the clouds. I wanted a non-binary person because um, I just wanted the meaning of life not to be man or woman. Um, so yeah, so here on this screen, so so yeah, so so it you know it kind of came into focus and it was interesting because you can see the clouds kind of start to appear. Um, you see in the bottom left this kind of texture, this kind of old school mosaic texture from like old Photoshop kind of pops in. Um, then you start to see on the bottom right this kind of blocking um, where it's kind of creating this mosaic of people. And yeah, and then to just kind of quickly, I'm just going to pop over here for a second. Pop this out. And so this was the final piece, which was really cool. Like once blown up, I, I thought it was really cool. This kind of meaning of life. So it took my mosaic, a mosaic of life experiences, kind of among the clouds. I definitely think it was great that you kind of almost see two faces here on the on the left and yeah. the right side. So it's like this kind of non-binary. It's like this woman and man. 
So I don't know. It came out with something really cool, and that was in one try. That was just one round. Yeah, and I also see like like some you know like how you see things in in the picture. You know, I'm like I'm seeing like a bunch of little frames. You know, and mm-hmm. that, that's like maybe memories. You know, and now exactly. we're like reading into this art piece that was generated by AI. What I find is kind of crazy. Yeah, but what was interesting, like if I didn't use the words mosaic, if I didn't use the words non-binary and clouds, if I just said the meaning of life, we wouldn't have had all that stuff. So I still I kind of constructed some of the meaning, which was interesting. Like. So some of the value baked in here is still my value, which is interesting, but it just kind of, it's so cool that it just like ran with it though. Yeah. Um, are you um, ready with on, your example? Uh, I, I don't know where they are saved. Um, I'm in my account. And where, where do you see them? If I would go onto them, because like, uh, I want to make a yeah. good example about like what I had as a prompt versus what I actually designed in real life. Yeah. So they should be in your messages. So if you go to your, your profile on, um, uh, let me on Discord. Let me share my thing. Messages. I don't have direct messages. Nope. Oh, oh and now I lost my journey. Oh God. Um, Just leave me. I'm like um, screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you share your screen. Yeah, <laughs> we're live on a me. podcast. You should have this ready. <laughs> well, we were kind of like on the fly, and I got the idea. So first off, I wanted to show like. Um, so where where do I find it? Inbox. Um. Yeah. So go to your direct messages. I think. Oh no. Wait. Nope. It's not there. Uh. Let's see. Let's. Where's it by you? There now. Um. Let me see. I always get here. The way I get here is I go through the MidJourney website and then sign in. And then when you sign in, it should pop you right to where it is. Oh, well, let's do it on the spot, I guess. So I'm like the prompt. I'm in the newbies. Um, what, how do you do the prompt again? It was... Yeah. So, how... <laughs> isn't it imagine? Yeah, imagine forward slash. Forward slash. Oh, it's not the right prompt. It's not the right prompt. Or forward slash imagine, my bad. Yeah. Anyhow, I basically was trying to design this piece here, like my lens holder, a little plug. Um, but it came out with something completely else. And I was like, I maybe need like a, you know, a better design. And like, maybe it could do like something better, you know? So I was like, oh yeah, I want to display my um, lens holder on the shelf and I would like to have like a cool design. And obviously it did not work out how I wanted to. Um, but yeah, you know what your prompt was, um, lens holder, 50 millimeter. Um, yeah. Vintage lens or something like that. I, I forgot what it was, but I, I had it as yeah, mm-hmm. example. And now I feel bad for not finding my example. That's okay. Do you want to, do you want to let me share again? I can kind yep. of share a couple of the things if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so you know, and so another prompt that you had, if you want to talk about this a little bit, this was your your kind of prompt with the cuttlefish. Do you want to kind of talk about that backstory real quick? Yeah, so I was basically at work back in the day, and um, one of my colleagues basically had some free time, and she liked to like draw, you know, and she drawed something very creative: a cuttlefish with a monocle, a pimp hat, and a, in an anime style. And I was like, that's so cute and cool looking, you know? And I was like, hey, I want to pay you, and I want to have that, like, bigger and better for my living room, you know? And I was like, that would be my first commissioned art piece. She never actually did it. And I was willing to pay top dollar just because of, like, oh, this is a cute idea, you know? Uh, also, it's like a remember of her, but, yeah, never happened, and I'm like, 
oh no, I could do it myself if I would describe it to the AI, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah what is also, what is again scary again, because like now I don't have to pay the person to physically make it, you know? It's true. It's true. Um, well, okay. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's very interesting. So they, yeah, so they did give you something cool and yeah, they just couldn't, they didn't or want to blow it up. So, yeah. Um, what's interesting is, so you said anime when you described it and I didn't ever get that when we had talked about this prior. So I didn't do the word anime. So you'll see that mine's completely different. <laughs> that's fine. Obviously. Um, but yeah, so details matter again. And then, so yeah, so I'll just run through this. So what I did, so my prompt that I did was uh, Monopoly cuttlefish with a top hat and monocle because I thought about the Monopoly guy with his top oh, hat okay. and his mustache and his monocle. He was the only guy that I first thought of at first. So so I put that in and I was like, wow, this is just going to immediately. I'm just curious now. It's, it's, it's really funny to, you know, in the beginning when you play with that program, it's like, oh, what will I get? You know, and you get that surprise factor. Yeah, so so I so I, I ended up getting it pigeonholed me in this kind of corner with, with these where where so you see like uh you see a fish here, you see like a kind of a monocle and a mustache. Um and then I'll just oh, okay. kinda move these. So this is like each version I just kept picking. So each one I'm showing you is the one that I picked and then it kept revising to the next one. Um, but it's not a cuttlefish. Um yeah, so so we got to towards cuttlefish. This gets close to it and then kind of a little bit away. So it's funny how it was having a hard time figuring out cuttlefish. Yeah. Um and then we kept going, kept <laughs> going. So this starts to look like a cuttlefish. It's getting a better, bit. yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we're getting here. It's like getting a little bit more refined too, I feel like. And then um and then we kind of are getting here and then this is my final one that I upscaled was this one. So huh. here's your cuttlefish mo monocle, and it's kind of in the shape of a top hat, so I guess that's the top hat part. I don't know. <laughs> I see more like I, – I, I don't even know what I'm seeing. I, I think I see like a, a snail and a mustache separated, you know? Well, it's kind of a cuttlefish because they do have like fins and like the the tentacles, but yeah, it's not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, okay. I thought, but yeah, so so it was very funny. I thought that was a funny one where it just like went completely off the wall. Now the one that I really do want to get to that, that I'm really interested to hear what you think. Yeah, is the one where we kind of go through like um, uh, like kind of what do I think a beautiful girl is or whatever, and having the AI kind of guide my yeah. hand. I, I think our thing was like our dream girl, whatever you know, like something that you really would appreciate. <laughs> So this one, I'm going to jump over to Evernote. So, so my prompt that I did was real, natural-looking, beautiful young woman. Yeah. Um, and that's all I did. So, um, because yeah, I, that's all I could think of was natural, uh, young, beautiful. Those I, I didn't really want to go like redhead, blonde, anything like that. Um, so with that, it started me, and I'm actually going to show you the grids for this real oh. quick too. So the first one was really interesting. It just kind of put me in this brunette, um, corner. Um, so yeah, so, so as she kind of evolves here, it's kind of interesting. So it shows me different noses. You can kind of see different hair, different eyebrows. It's just kind of throwing things at me. I'm choosing certain, certain features. Um, and so, so it's cool cause you can see it kind of refining here slowly. You can see this girl kind of coming into view. Like Isn't what's my weird though, how realistic and you, you, I, I don't know. Like it's weird seeing a person, you know? Yeah, and you and can it's see it's meant, just like it's like and it's focusing meant that you in. like it, you know. 
Yeah, so I'm like always, and it was it was cool. It was a cool thing to pick like which one out of the four is the most attractive, and then you know, so she's slowly <laughs> getting more tan. She's getting this kind of darker hair. She slowly grows eyes, a beard. Uh, slowly just gets a you... beard. <laughs> gets a monocle and a top hat. No, and then um, yeah, so it's cool. So she just gets kind of like more refined, more refined. Um, what's funny is the there's going to be a big upset here at the end though once I upscale it. So, but yeah, so she just gets more refined into what she is. It's funny. They kind of, kind of try to throw me off with smirks and things like that. If she's smirking, do you like that? Um, so anyway, so we get to, so this was, so I revised this 20 times. Um, so just kept revising and revising this girl, um, all the way to, so we're, we're here now, you know, she's looking very similar, but you could just see that she's been just a little worked out a couple of the, whatever was happening, a couple of the kinks. And then we, uh, <laughs> we're getting, it's giving me like this warm background now too. It's like trying to light the fire here. You know, it's, it's really funny how it's like changing things and like just adapting and adapting. You're getting a girl just looking just a little bit more refined. It's like, looks similar to the first girl, but it's just getting more and more refined, yeah. just playing with different things. So, so yeah. So anyway, it gets to a point where I feel like it kind of plateaued here where it's like, we just kind of are getting, it started to almost have airs, which was interesting. I started to see like weird stuff in the eyes even here, but, but anyway, so the final one after I downloaded, it's really interesting. Cause you see like an Jeez. air right here, like even in the left eyeball. Um, so once I upscaled it, this is what it ended up with. Um, so this is the girl that I guess is, uh, beautiful. Um, the girl of my dreams, but it's just really weird because <laughs> you, you can see a lot of like weird airs in this. Like it just like, looks like very like, uh, uh, sorry, but, but like, uh, but here's the thing though. Like even in reality, every human being is not perfect. You know, everybody has their imperfections. Some, some have cyber makes... eyes like that. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, you know. You know, some people have more imperfections than others, but that makes them them, you know. And now you could argue, yes, that is still a beautiful girl, even though her nose is weird, you know. It's all weird, kind of, in a weird way. Once you upscale it, that's where it's like, it's weird. You start to see the cracks in the facade, like her lip is all odd. And like, that's a very yeah. weird lip thing going on there. You know, so it's weird. So like at this size, very beautiful, right? Like, oh my God, gorgeous. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like um, when you get up to this size, it's just like, whoa, hello. <laughs> so, but, but could anyway, you yeah. not redefine it again? Um, I mean, at this, so this is where the remastering comes in is once you blow it up to this size, it's like a kind of nose that you've, and I didn't do that. I should have, this was before I, I got the actual member, uh, the membership. Sorry, just keep going yeah. on her nose there. But get um, her nose job. Yeah, even up here, you got like a bald spot up here at the top. Well, but, um that poor girl cut her some slack. I know, I know, right? I'm sitting here judging her. I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally subjugating her to my my male gaze here. But you know, I, uh, it's it's just interesting. But you can you can remaster it when it gets to the size and there's errors. I think you can you can work those out. And maybe this is where you do pull it into Photoshop. And I and I just do a couple you know magic things with my my Photoshop, and I can I could fix all this pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, very interesting. I, uh, I, it was a really fun kind of thing. It, it took it took a little while to do this one. It's funny because it still took about an hour to do twenty, um, twenty revisions of that. But um, yeah, but, yeah, but it looks really cool. I really enjoy it. Like, does she wear a kimono? Yeah, it kind of turned in this Asian. Com yeah, like this. I don't know. It's weird. It gave me this Asian kind of like texture. It feels like right. Yeah, Shauna tells me a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Maybe the AI knows me better than I know myself. I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, so it was very yeah, so very interesting stuff. Like it just it's just like cool experiments you can do, right? Like, you know, what's the meaning of life or like what's a beautiful girl or like, you know, just kind of these funny tests. Um one I did want to do that I haven't done. We could do live here be like um I having had an it idea for that do, too. Have it do like AI about itself. I think that would just be really fun to have it be like ask Midjourney to make AI art about AI making art, you know, it'd just be really yeah. funny. My idea was that I had in my head that I wanted to ask you to describe yourself, you know? So it's basically, mm. you know, how would you describe yourself, you know? And could you mm. re redefine yourself or ask AI about like, because like it sources the internet for images, there's probably images of us on there, if you think about it. Uh, you yeah, see I what mean, I mean? Yeah, I mean, we're not. Because if I you mean, can look no. for the artists, you know, I'm like, where's the limit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have no idea where Midjourney's pulling its data from. I'm sure it has some some papers, some more documents on where it's actually pulling this data. But um, yeah, very interesting. You're right. Like there, at the because very like least... you could fabricate technically. Like, hey, there is Sandy going out with Pete, and Sandy's actually girlfriend of whatever you know and you're like setting up a weird scenario and sending pictures around so the... well yeah well let's 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 try something real quick here so yeah. like let's um like let's just try someone that's famous right um give me someone that's famous right now uh leonardo dicaprio this i guess amber uh, church dicaprio i don't even know how to spell his name <laughs> That is my biggest problem of the program. So I, I hate doing it live, you know. I need to take my time, you know, copy and paste and double check spelling. Yeah, because it has to be correct, I'm guessing. Like, that's something I'm interested in, too, is, like, how intelligent is it knowing even if I misspell something? So, yeah, I just had to copy and paste for everyone out there watching. <laughs> um, so Struggle let's is see. real. So We're Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, 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 give me, like, a random... Like a random job or something. Uh, like a, making a pizza. Okay, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio making pizzas in a New York kitchen. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do that for fun. So let's 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 take a look. You know, and anyone can do this. This is a free like like there is a free uh, amount of this that anyone can do. So I would suggest anyone out there try it out. If you're scared about this, still try it out. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, because you you do bring up a good point though that that I think that people people's likelihoods can be copied. Um, now we're not famous enough, you and I. Um, but type I think, in Sean Craig Creative, whatever, and just like try to figure it out afterwards. You know. But I'm that's like, true. If someone did do Sean Craig Creative or Sean Craig Design or something like that, could they could it maybe pop up my photo or use one of my photos on the website? Yeah, definitely could. Yeah, there's like so many ways how it gets like, you know, um, how it interferes like with current jobs. Like imagine mm -hmm. you're a paparazzi, you know, you're like, oh, we need actually a photo of him actually working this job for our blog post. Well, we don't wow. have actually like a photo of that. But now we're like, oh, yeah, this is his new side hustle. And now, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, I like the top go. right and the top left that are my favorites. I know the top right's got has Daredevil vibes for some reason, but the <laughs> he's serious about that pizza. But I like that, yeah. Talk, I like that top left one though. He's very proud. Yeah, he's like, here, this is my pizza kind of solder. 
but yeah so it's so it's interesting you know it's it because you do you bring up a really good point that that we really can be in these videos ourselves i mean we're we're content we're generating content people all over the world right now are just like inputting so much content into social media we're, we're essentially been made into content making machines really so we're all outputting the stuff that things like midjourney are using right like i'm sure they're pulling from some database of art um you know that's where it gets creepy about facebook owning your art instagram owning your art tumblr and places like that also owning pieces of your art or abilities to use your art for inner for inner things yeah. um that stuff can be sold too i think when you talk about the data conversation we're always talking about you know um like your name your address your billing information that type of data your your website usage that data but we never really talk about how your content data is also used the stuff you've made you as a videographer all the videos you've ever made may be kind of fed into some ai somewhere all the designs i've put somewhere in some portfolio may be fed into ai somewhere so so you don't really own anything um when it comes to the internet like it's it's already eating your stuff and creating things based on that and so it's 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 weird it's it's i can see like a lot of people really pushing back in the creative world now of not posting their work anymore i've, I've started to run in more and more people that are like no i don't i don't need to so why should i why should i put my work that, online that's actually very interesting so i know a couple of younger people um and they don't do social media, you know, like most of the social me media stuff for me as a videographer, Instagram is big, you know, you're supposed to be on Instagram to show what you do, blah, 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 you know, mm -hmm. but the younger generation is like, oh, I don't want to share it, you know, and I'm like, but how do you judge then how good you are? How do you compare yourself? How good you are? You know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. on yeah. the one side, it's not a very personal thing because they're all into like that vintage photography and Polaroids and, you know, mm -hmm. it would be cool to see them. But I have no idea, you know, and they don't want to do it either. They don't want to share it. And I'm like, is our generation basically becoming like, hey, we're generating all this AI stuff and the imaginary, imaginary Internet stuff that is like maybe living in the future separate than humans, you know? Well, I, I definitely, you know, in all, in art galleries, you definitely still see them say, you know, no pictures, no video, please. Um, that you know, you do still see that kind of stuff where, even in concerts, I don't know if you've been to any concerts. I've been to a few concerts where they say no phones out, don't record anything. We will throw you out of this the second we see a recording because there is something special about it being unique to that moment to that artist and i i do see that becoming more and more a thing and like yeah and i do know young people just like you do young creatives that yeah they don't want to use social media i think young people in general are starting to kind of wake up and I, when i say young with that sorry it's not us <laughs> people <laughs> to say here sean sorry to be the I one to tell shaved, you that you know i shaved they call me young in some circles but but um i'm not <laughs> technically young um you know so when i so like 18 year olds 19 year olds the people are just graduating high school I, I i see them really pushing back on the social media in general they're just kind of like you know i um uh, it's yeah. cheap my stuff isn't really owned by me then i don't have control over things people you know people have even manipulated art for bad purposes like pepe the frog you know he was he's made in the alt-right movement and his creator was so mad because oh, but... he never wanted that for him when he created oh, yeah. it but, but on that note it's not completely like that so pepe the frog is still also like a regular pepe the frog it's cool. like everything gets sometimes hijacked and everything yeah. like with yeah and that's not new that's not new by any means i mean the um in buddhism the wheel of time is actually the swastika 
not on an angle, but the Nazis co-opted it, put it at an angle. Now it's forever going to be defined as that. Even, you know, even if it's put the right way, like where it's not diagonal, people still think that's a Nazi symbol now. So, so that's nothing new, the whole taking something over and calling it your own. Um, and the internet may make that even easier too, you know? Yeah. Why couldn't I just grab like a a piece of art that I've made somewhere else and then, yeah, just put it on an alt-right website and maybe you can't, but why can't you go to mid journey and have it recreate it and then put that on an alt-right website? Cause now it's technically not my art. So, yeah, I think like, it's like, it's like a great equalizer and gives like a ton of opportunity to anything and everything, everything. So like the whole copyright thing in that is basically colliding with AI, you know, like nowadays, like, let's say you're writing your homework and you want to check if somebody else wrote it. I don't know how long we can do like, Hey, fact checking if how much does it match? Because in like 20 generations, probably everything has been written every time, you know, and it's like one of the things like copy and paste, like, why can't we copy and paste, you know? At one point, everything is like already out there. It's like the same with music. You want to write um, unique music? Oh boy, it's impossible. And every big hit is getting sued because the person who learned making music got inspired by, you know, and then, oh yeah, there's a part of that song in there. It's just like slight, but yeah, they totally owe me now, you know? So it's like, it's a weird thing. And in the future, we'll only get worse now, you know? I think you're 100% right. I mean, I hate I wish I could disagree with you on that, but I, I definitely can't. I mean, I you're right. It's so gray area now. You do hear about all these old all these old bands now getting sued and new bands getting sued and and people being mad when they're, you know, you've you've heard a lot of stuff of like people pulling stuff out of their songs um even after the fact now, which I think is crazy. I've never heard of that before. I forget who it was. I think it was Megan Stallion or someone. I think she yeah, yeah she had a Beyoncé like thing in her song and Beyonce got mad or something. And so she pulled it out even, and then re-released it. So it's like, it's very, yeah, I think you're right though. I think it's like, if, if I, if I, if I have this thing, like, cause one thing that mid journey and maybe other things do have like Dolly and stuff. I haven't done my research is that it doesn't Dolly have the ability. Crazy. This is it, like... does, it doesn't have the ability to quite yet. Maybe Dolly does yet again is to, to take an existing image and have that be my search term. Right. Yeah. Like, like I grab a picture that I want and I just put it in and it's like, okay, yeah, we'll fuck it up enough. And then there you go. Change it. Yeah. Um, but, so but yeah, I, I, I wanted to say about that because like on one side, yes, this is bad for copyright and all those things. But on the other side, copyright in general is kind of bad. Like for like, the poor population, you know, imagining you're living in the slums and you cannot afford like the school book, but now all the information is for free on the internet. And somebody's losing out on that monetization and now all those tools becoming free too so technically mm-hmm. everything is becoming limitless you know like yeah. there's not many things holding you back like let's say you want to write mm-hmm. a blog post you cannot afford a photographer well let's print out 20 pictures and put them on your blog and write a really cool blog post or let the blog post be written by an ai but hey now you can make money with the internet and like the limits are like only up to you how much can you imagine what do you know what tools are there what can you use and you know so it's like it's a good future and a bad future at the same time so, so yeah no i i love that we've yeah so we're kind of going back full circle here of of 
we we talk about composers. I I love that we're talking about like you know the that being kind of a tool set of being a composer and composing different things. But yeah, so if we if we were to look ten years into the future, um, I think composing will obviously need to be a thing. It definitely is going to need to be a skill that people are going to need to learn how to how to create things based off of words and combinations of words. But it. What what do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, what do you think's gonna happen with with this? I mean, what do you what do you see? Do you this is obviously an upsetting force. I think you can agree that this is very this is gonna be upsetting to the entire it's like creative the community. It's like the Photoshop yeah. when everybody was like drawing by hand, you know, and now everything becomes digital. Um, mm -hmm. I knew a friend, or I know a friend who basically saw a cool art piece, took a photo of it, and mm -hmm. just photoshopped it and printed it out bigger and like done he's not planning on to sell it he did not you know probably was not up to sale but like yeah now he can like oh i got this nice art piece at home you know it's mm -hmm. like obviously everything is changing but people have to adapt because that is the only thing we're good at and it's adapting new things and running with it some mm -hmm. people are early adapters some people are late adapters but in the end it, it will say knock knock i'm here and how prepared are you for it you know yeah, what do you think happens though? Do you think, um, I mean, I don't think digital painters go away. I don't think photographers no. go away. I don't think that the, those people go away, but do they do they start to use this or die? Or what do you think? So, so, so here's the thing where I had like a bad um, vision about it. Like basically, you know, everybody on the internet is competing for attention and trying to grow, you know? But let's imagining in the future, uh, the internet is completely fake and we all we're doing is consuming the matrix. Basically, you know, it's like you don't know anymore nowadays if blog posts are real because they were like two years ago written by Dali and people did not know they were written by an AI and people are like, oh, I have nothing better to do. Oh, this is a kind of crazy story. Let's read it. And there's some ads on there. And that is like the thing where I'm like, do we even have a chance to explode on the Internet or are we hold at a limit where it's like, oh, yeah, we're consuming and we're making enough money to just consume and be you know, occupied versus like we're being free and doing the stuff we want to do. That was my nightmare. But well, on the on the positive side, there's like so many things that we can do, you know. Yeah, well, it, it definitely it's it's interesting because it's like a lot of technologies. It's both like the key and the lock in a weird way. Um, and in, in this case, I feel like yeah it's you're always skeptical you know by the new tools and like worried and i'm like oh let's try it and let's be you know optimistic obviously i see the bad things too but i'm like this has yeah. so much great potential you know there's somebody is like who's like oh i can do this with that and i don't have to pay somebody and i can sell it whatever let him do that you know obviously there's probably some pushback or whatever depending on how he uses it or what he does with it but it won't give opportunity you know? So I, w I want to use a metaphor here. I think I think what what uh, AI generated art is, is it's the it's the electric wheel wheelchair that's in in the Walmart, right? <laughs> people that absolutely need that wheelchair, they absolutely need it, or they can't shop at Walmart. And then there's those other people you see using those wheelchairs. You're like, wait a minute, didn't I just <laughs> see you walking a second ago? And that's what this can be. It's like it can either it could either blow us up to a whole other level of potential, right? Like my D and D campaign now can be a whole better level it ever could have been because I have this. 
Um, and so that's great. Or it could just be a shortcut where like, why do I even need to make art? Who even makes art anymore? I just use AI tools and I could just go to the community and even steal someone's prompt, change a couple words, boom, got a new piece of art. So it, 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 it can it can definitely kill us and destroy us and or it could help lift us up i think to a new level uh on that uh, note like as a 3d printer you know and selling my own stuff on etsy people do that all the time they're like oh i like that idea but i don't like how it is i want to modify it and want to make it better for myself or i want to just steal it or whatever this is just already a reality back in the day it was woodworkers but the tools are like it's Everything becomes cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and more accessible and accessible, you know, and mm -hmm. we're taking pride in things and like, oh, no, I earned this title. I'm, you know, whatever title we put in our head and I worked for this and this has meaning and this is everything. Maybe it's not everything. And maybe the meaning is just like to be happy and do your thing and just make the best mm -hmm. out of your situation, you know, I don't like people will get offended because like they have their title in their head. For example, those artists who create an art style and they, they're known for a whole generation. Now people putting them as a prompt in there and getting the same thing out of it, you know? I, I don't know what is healthier, the, the person with the, the title and being entitled or being the person who's like, no, I'm doing something creative that everybody can imagine with that art style, what is better for the greater public for free. You know what I mean? It's like it's a weird place now. Yeah, no, it, it and it is, and it's been getting weirder and weirder. I think what you're seeing now almost is um, is the fact that you're seeing people lap you now for the first time really ever in your lifetime. People are just skipping the entire thing that you've you've mastered. They're just like, yeah, I could do that. I could spend twenty years to do that, or I could <laughs> spend one year being good at AI. And so you're just seeing that, and that's hard to see. I mean, me as a designer, it's it's hard for me to see. And I I'm a digital designer, so I I you know I I grew up with um, with teachers that that came from the, even the past generation of having like the very first pieces of software that ever did anything like page layout and things like that. And and then their teachers were like people that yeah, like you said, like we're cutting. Um, clear, clear things and literally putting them on top of each other and then lining them up for a camera shot. And if, if anything was wrong, they had to redo it all over again. Yeah, you know, on that and, note, though, everything is evolving faster and faster and faster. Now you can yeah. even lap like coding languages. Like, oh, yeah. no, we're already at the next level, you know? And people are like, no, you need five years of this coding language. And like, that didn't exist in the time, you know? Like, and there's maybe a more efficient coding language out there. What, what's becoming more and more apparent, I mean, even as we do these podcasts and have the same conversation, what's becoming more and more apparent to me is that that we have to start having toolboxes of stuff. We, we, we can't, you can, you just cannot get attached to this. Even the AI stuff, you can't become just an AI composer. Like that just needs to be a part of the thing. Like, cause, cause what, what's becoming apparent is we do live in this kind of magical time where I can come to you with a very complex problem and, and it could be simple. Like, like I just need, I need a, I need a cool new style for this world-class music festival. And we need to do something that's never been done before. That's that's a simple sentence, hard as hell problem to actually do. But with things like this, it's like it just that's where it's like, OK, well, we can actually get better and better at at each of these tool sets. Right. Like I could get better at coding and web design. I could get better at AI generation stuff. I could get better at illustration and stuff, too. And I think like 
I think like that, the, that's, that's a good way to approach it is like, you know, don't feel like when you see this AI stuff that like, well, I just need to give up on illustration. It's like, no, that can still be more. I mean, I think it'll take, it could take hours to get the right illustration out of this clearly, where if you are a great illustrator, you could maybe pop out the same thing in 10 minutes. So I think like the, the most important fact about all that is like to value the right thing, the right amount, you know, like let's, you see, have you, you have a problem. And there's obviously millions of ways how to do it. You could hire a designer to design that thing from scratch, or you could hire an AI composer to come up with a bunch of ideas and take the best ideas you want. Or you, you know, like you can hire mm -hmm. everything and you have to assign like a value to it. And you have to figure out what is the real problem? What is the most important part about this problem? And how do you want to solve it? Because like nowadays there's so many ways to go about it, you know? And sometimes it's maybe better to have like, no, I want to have a unique one of a type thing and it has to be um, not virtual. It has to be handmade, whatever. And it has to be a physical thing. And then obviously all that doesn't really matter. Maybe though it matters for like getting the person an idea of whatever mm -hmm. you want, you know? Well, and I think, you know, I think people can always be um, agents of communication and empathy too, where you, you can have people still like with AI, it's just like, this is what's good. I'm not going to explain why here it is where people can at least like explain why having the web designer could at least look at something and be like, well, here's X, Y, and Z. Here's what it does. Well, here's where it couldn't do where, where, where AI is at least still just, at least in, right now is just like, well, here's the answer. Here's the answer. And, and we can trust that that's the answer, but I think that's that's kind of the thing too is just having a person always as the middleman. So so you know in a perfect world, I you don't want to have the um, the company owner using Midjourney to come up with web design concepts. What you want is you want the owner to to get a web designer who is also using AI so he can do his job quicker, but still be the master of the knowledge. He still knows why things work and why they shouldn't they should and shouldn't work. And I think that's, that's just really important. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I, I, I can't say that I, I know definitively, but I think AI is going to have a hard time with that part of like, not only are you showing me something cool, but you're telling me why it's cool. And you're, you're, you're telling me what it's doing well. Um, so, so there's still going to be a need for people, but I'm, I'm nervous just like a lot of creatives. when I see this, you know, as someone that that gets a lot of pleasure at learning and getting better at the tools, when I see stuff like this, it definitely makes me like question, like, should you put all this time into these tools? Should you put all your time into, and I think you still should, but you definitely need to be good at the zooming out part again. It just needs to be, yeah. can you do all these different technologies? Can you integrate AI into this? Um, I think as a human, it becomes very important nowadays, or as an AI composer or whatever you want to call yourself, designer, it becomes really important to have like a clear vision because like, for me, example, for me as an example, I have a little bit of ADHD, you know, a little bit. Um, and it's really hard for me to focus on one thing, you know. But if I could focus on that one thing and paint that picture very clear, I would know what I need. And I know what I can afford right now. I know what, you know, like, do I need to hire a videographer? Do I need to hire a designer? You know, the clearer your vision becomes and the better your vision is. The, the tools are out there. You can't, you can't decide what you buy, what you don't buy, you know, what makes sense because you can go out there, you can spend money on this now and like design a couple things, but it will not bring you forward if you want to do something else. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I think like people with a clear vision, they will benefit the most of this um, era of time and people with a little bit of like, Hey, I'm a consumer. I just want to have a good time. 
they still can have a lot of benefit because they don't have don't have to pay top dollar. But the people who are like in between and not sure where to put them themselves, you know, they will have issues. I think, and I'm just going to say this, and maybe we'll. I know we're getting kind of the end of our episode here, but I I, I kind of want to almost challenge the fact that you know, I think we keep talking about how the creative boundaries are breaking down, and that's scary where the business owner can be just as good of a creative as the creative. But I think, and, I, and I've talked about how like creatives should also then go the other way and be the business owners and such. Mm -hmm. But what could eventually happen is that we all become everything. We all become this omni thing, right? Because business is done easier. To, you know, finances are done easier. Creativity is done easier. Maybe like you know, like the old thinking of like there's a left brain thinker and a right brain thinker. I think that's that's definitely been going away where everyone's both essentially. Yeah. And I think we're all coming to the realization that we both can do both things. So I think you're going to see that kind of expand out in the world with things like AI, where it's going to, it's going to allow people that can't do creativity to maybe become creative. And I think there's going to be AI on the other side, if there isn't already that helps us come up with, well, like, like you said earlier, like, you know, like we're not great writers, you and I, but there's already AI that'll come up with that. So, so it allows all of us to, to, to fill in the gaps and it allows us to kind of be everything that we want to be. Um, but, you know, to go back to kind of our episode on niches um, last week, you know, that can also, yet again, it can it can also become overwhelming as well. So it's it's all focus, right? I mean, it all just yeah. comes back to, like, what do you want to focus while you're on this planet? And how do you move the pieces to focus on that? And do you want to focus, you know? Like, you could live like an animal, just live in the moment and just do Ooh. your thing, be happy, you know? Nothing wrong with that, but it's like... It seems yeah. like we're developing in that direction because, like, it doesn't really make sense to be, like, a master of the one thing because it will be obsolete in, like, one or two years. You know, what is, like, a really weird thing. And should you focus rather on happiness? You know, what is, like, being the cat running outside and having fun, you know? What is a very weird concept? Is, is that, you know, like, that is, like, what I'm seeing in it. And I'm, like I said, ADHD, a little bit confused about what to focus on. And I'm just, like, seeing all those things. I'm like... I see what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, and I don't know what route to go down, you know? So I'm like, hmm. We're doing well, a little and, bit of everything. <laughs> it's And it's the money thing that's tied to it. That's that's part of it yeah. is it's like um, – We need it's to like eat. Yeah, like and, – and, and as the mediums and the, and the tools get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, um, the harder it is for us to charge more and more and more in some cases. And so – it's yeah so there is that component you're right where you're not like you're not it's not like you if you didn't have to worry about money you probably could focus but you have to kind of just say yes to what you can get money wise yeah um yeah it's yeah, been a good episode man problem I... <laughs> very creative problem everybody just comment down below your thoughts because i'm very curious about this and i think we should wrap this episode up in one hour and ten minutes yeah yeah that's about our average time so yeah i, I mean it's been so to kind of wrap it up, I think, you know, uh, I think AI tools are cool. Midjourney was cool. It's cool to kind of try it out with you over this last week. Um, you know, we'll probably hop back on this topic a, a few no, more times. I, I, but... think, I think we should, like, give them a little break and go to the next topic the next time. I, mean, I think we should do the opposite. Go, like, old school. Like, becoming, like, physical active and doing, like, hey, some old school drawings or whatever. Or something completely uh, other related, uh, creative whatever yeah well, we could yeah 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 we'll plan something yeah yeah we'll we'll um we'll get out of the ai vr world we've been there a little little bit much in the yeah. last couple episodes so yeah we'll get back into the old stuff the old world but um but yeah man it's been <laughs> a great episode i i appreciate it it's uh it's been good yeah so thanks for watching have a good one bye everybody
Bye.